Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Podcast, episode 57. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by only Alex Clausen today. Clausen, how are we doing? This is the, the Jared and Coley episode that the fans of Gone Bridge have always wanted. Me and Gardner ripping it off for however long this goes. This is going to be... Uh, this is going to be new. It's been me and Steve. It's been Steve and Gardy, but it's never been Gardy and Clauser. It's never been just us. Yeah, Steve um, ended up – what was the official story? He fell off a mountain? It was – there was a mishap. Uh, Got attacked by a group of killer whales, I believe. Something so he, like that. He fought him out, off, though. Yeah, he's out of the office today, unfortunately. I think, uh, I think there was a bunch of rabid Astros fans that were like, wait – Steve from Gone Bridge, and he was like, yeah, and they came after him with baseball bats and trash cans. Well, the thing is, is that, like, most of Steve's takes this year have been correct. So all he would have had to say was that, like, the Red Sox are going to sweep at home this weekend, and they would. So I kind of get why Astros fans took him out. And, I mean, he would have said something along the lines of, like, the Sox are hot, Gone Bridge is hot, the listeners are hot. I'm sure that's what triggered them. Yeah, no, he was probably, like, taunting them with that, I got to think. Um, but anyways, yeah, no Steve today. I'm sick as a dog again. But Gombridge is banged up. Just we're we're getting through this. We're doing it. We're pulling through. Uh, so we're pulling yeah, we're, this is the Jared Jared and uh, Coley episode. I will tell you this from the start: it's not going to be two and a half hours like their episodes are. Um, just I will not be chewing gum in the background either. Yeah, or clicking a pen. I apologize. Oh you yeah, you did do that one episode ago. recently. That was that was interesting. Um, awful. So, so yeah, so the Red Sox um, are basically in the World Series right now. Not quite. No, a couple games to go. Yeah. So, um, the people who are listening, one to one, going into tonight. Uh, this episode is probably going to drop just about the time that the game starts. Um, again, we've been busy. We're trying to like we're we're working around like our not usual schedule during the postseason. So like. Episode timing's been kind of weird, but um, Sox, kid, 1-1. One, one. Also, Steve Brady uh, just sent a text, and he said uh, that his message to the listeners well, – let's, let's save it to last. Oh, you want to say that? In there. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll save that for later. But um, two games in Houston. I think we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm importance actually last episode we didn't even know who they'd be playing but it was kind of funny everybody was like it was white Sox houston but everybody was like it's gonna be the astros it's gonna be the astros like i don't think there is one scenario where people were like all right the white Sox have a chance here got a good team but like the astros are just so dominant in the postseason yeah i mean this is what their fifth straight alcs or something like that the white Sox are a great team they're just a little bit further out i think tony larus is not really the guy but we've been saying that since day one um, he's, but he yeah, no, said he's was, coming back for next year too, which is wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could have done, but I would have loved. I mean, the Padres just fired Jace Tingler. Um, the Cardinals, I'm blanking on his name. Schilt, Mike Schilt. Two of those guys. Would you take those, either of those two or Tony Larusa? Yeah. I'm going to say actually, I'd rather have either of those two. That's a good point. Actually, I will say this Steve's been hot in a lot of takes this year. Uh, and Steve's – oh, wait, no. 
<clears throat> yeah, no, wait, no, never mind. Never mind. I was just going to point out that we had a lot of Padres and Cardinals talk at the beginning of the season between how good those two teams were going to be and their managers ended up getting fired. Um, but did you see who one of the front runners for that Padres job is? Who is it? John Farrell. Really? Yeah. Apparently he's been, uh, there's been talks about bringing John Farrell in for that, that San Diego job. I'm sure him and Manny Machado have just a great relationship after he destroyed Dustin Pedroia's career. So you would have to think so. The only thing that uh, I can think of is John Farrell kind of made his career as a pitching coach and pitching seemed to be their Achilles heel. So if you get a pitching heavy manager, but yeah. at the same time, John Farrell really only had success in 2013. And that's pretty much like the epitome of his baseball managing career. Yeah. I mean, he was good. And I mean, the Red Sox made the playoffs with him and hold on. I'm going to cough. Hold on. Excuse me. Three on mute. Uh, I mean, he made the playoffs in 16 and 17 as well. The division series. He, they went one and six in those two series. That 2013 team, I think a three-year-old kid could have been managing them at the time and they still would have won the world series. I mean, just Probably. such a dominant team. I mean, David Ortiz hit, what, like 800 in the World Series or something like that? Yeah, and Kike Hernandez is somehow hotter than him in the postseason, which is crazy. I think that David Ortiz from the ALCS on was, like, godlike. But if you look at his full postseason numbers, I think they're a little bit lower than people expect because this division series was, like, it was all right. But, I mean, yeah, the man hit over 500 in the World Series. His on-base percentage yep. Yep. After, like, game three, he just got walked every time he came to the plate. Yeah, he got intentionally walked, like, oh, a good, a good it number. Like, like Barry Bonds in 2000. Yeah, oh, my gosh. It was Barry Bonds' OBP in 2000, something really, really high. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Red Sox, I don't even remember where we are going with this. Game one. Game one, right. Steve usually keeps us on track. This is – this is kind of like – this is exactly how Section 10 works. We just ramble on. The Steves keep us in line. Um, so, game one, going into Houston, I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't – I wasn't feeling nervous coming into this series at all. The Red Sox were hot. You know, Houston was hot too. Good team. And um, I feel like one thing that thankfully a lot of people haven't brought up because it could be used against us was how the Red Sox went one and six against the Astros – in the regular season, which I'm thankful Red Sox Nation is like looking past that at this point. It's like, all right, this is a different team. Um, because I think that was within like a two week period we played them like back to back. And yeah, we got smoked. Yeah, we, we got killed by them. But it's the postseason. They also, they also took down the number one seed in the AL East or the, the American League. Wait, handily. wait, wait, wait. The, the Rays were the best team in the American League? No, the Yankees. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, when you spend all that money, you're obviously the, the number one team. Yeah, they kind of smoked them. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. The the Yankees who are bringing back, uh, like, Aaron Boone next year, like their all-star manager, right? Wait, Aaron Boone's on it? The guy who hit the home run in 2003? Yeah, yeah. He's and their nothing manager. Nothing else? No, yeah, no. He's their manager. He was, He must have been the, the Giants manager when they won all those World Series, right? <sighs> I think so. Uh, do you have a computer in front of you? Yeah. Uh, you want to look up the name Bruce Bochy? Let's look up. Uh... 
Let's look up uh, his coaching pedigree. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this is weird. What's up? Apparently, Aaron Boone has only managed for the New York Yankees. Really? And nobody else was interested in him when wait, he was wait, being hired. Wait, do you, do you think that's because of one play in his entire career? This is a conversation for a different time. We have the American League Championship Series on mine. Well, Not the well, Yankees well, who well, knocked well, out for two weeks. One question. You just you don't even give me an analysis. Okay. Does Aaron Boone get hired if he hit if he doesn't hit that home run? Is he no. a manager? Okay. Nope. That's all I need to say. I don't even think he works for ESPN. All right. Good enough. Oh, I forgot he did that. Wow. Um so yeah, game one in Houston. Chris Sale on the bump. He's been struggling. Apparently can't find his changeup. Might be lost in his locker somewhere, but um, that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> Chris Sale goes out there. What did he pitch? Like two and two-thirds. Did okay. Didn't have much control. Astros kind of pounced on him early, but the Red Sox were able to tack on some runs. Kike hit that solo shot. He's now tied. We still are not even halfway through the ALCS and he's tied the Red Sox all-time lead for most postseason home runs, which is insane. He's got, what, five? Something like that. Every time he gets up there, he's just roping a double or a homer. Yeah. I mean, the kid likes to bang, and even when he's not getting hits, he's walking off series. Like, I'm pretty sure in that game he went 0 for 3 with that sack fly, and, you know, he walked off that series against the Rays. So, um, so yeah, you got that. The, they end up coming back. I'm trying to think how they scored their runs there. They get double or something. Let me, let me pull pull up the little stats. Um, man, internet's just slow. Everything's slow today. Um, uh, postseason. All right, this is just not loading. So uh, the Red Sox scored their runs somehow. Um, somehow? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they did it. I think they ran the the ghost play where they just kind of – yeah, you just snap your fingers and they get a couple of runs. That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. All right, there we go. All right, scoring plays. Yeah, Kike hit that home run to tie it at one. Oh, yep. right, J.D. reached on the fielder's choice. And then Renford doubled. So Red Sox are up three to one. You know, looking pretty good. Uh, you go into the sixth inning. Tanner Houck has not been great in the postseason. I mean, he's still got that wild stuff, but he gives up that. Tanner Houck? Tanner Houck. He was gross against the Rays. Uh, he was he good in that. He was good in game one. Or game was it game two? He let up like one home run. Well, he gave up the wander shot, and then he like that was it. Uh, I thought he gave up another double or something, but um, yeah. So he gives that up, and then Robles comes in the next inning, gives up the go ahead shot to Mister Correa, who is I just cannot stand Carlos Correa. Hits nope. that the Dame time celebration. I mean, I feel as if teams just don't learn. We look back to two thousand eighteen. Aaron Judge, man, brings his huge boombox into Fenway Park. They win a game there. Starts playing, starts spreading the news. Yankees 
end up losing the series pretty quickly after that. Uh, then you've got all this talk about, you know, the Yankees being better, the Rays eating their popcorn, uh, which I don't even really think we talked about. That was that was dumb. Like I they also they also ordered a bunch of champagne to Boston thinking they would win. Stupid too. I mean, like act like you've been there. Well, they they haven't really. I mean, they've been to the World Series last year. I the, the World Series last year didn't count. I don't care what you say. None of the none of the professional sports teams championships last year counted. Uh, when you're playing in a bubble, I just can't really justify that. I mean, the Dodgers like such a good uh, organization in these past couple or the past decade. And it's like the one year they finally break through is without fans. So, I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother story for another day, but um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So Correa hits, hits that stupid celebration. Red Sox ultimately go on to lose the game. The bullpen ended up blowing it, but I mean, no offense in the, the last three innings of the game, which is, or the last six innings of the game, uh, which, you know, certainly is not, not great. Um, but any takeaways from game one? Uh, I don't really have too many. I mean, I thought they played well. Like they made the comeback four runs is usually a decent amount. Um, that should win you a game. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Um, but yeah, no, they kind of burnt through the bullpen. Um, Chris Sale could only really go as much as he could. He was at like 60 pitches. So three innings, you really can't go that that deep if you're throwing with that. Um, and then, yeah, you get to the back of the bullpen. Like the the first couple of guys you bring in, Ottavino, Taylor, Brazier, Hauk, those are the guys you want to bring in. Um, Hauk didn't do great, of course. He kind of blew it a little bit. But then you bring in like Robles and Salamora and yet Perez closed the game out. Um, so I felt like they were just kind of running out of depth in the bullpen. And um, I think if he was – I think if Sale was able to go a little deeper um, – you know, control some of his pitches a little earlier on, you know, he didn't, he didn't do that much damage. He had an, an earned run and that's about it. But if you are able to get him maybe to four innings, then you can cut out those kind of guys towards the back and, and maybe you have that game one win, but it's all kind of relative. It's only game one too. Yeah. It was a close game. Um, did you see the Martin Perez controversy? I did not. Astros fans were, calling him out for cheating. They thought he had some sticky stuff on the back of, an, of his neck, which I'm not going to lie. It did look pretty uh, convincing that he had something back there. Is it pretty uh, – like, I, it wasn't as obvious as, like, when Pineda did it when he was on the Yankees, but yep. uh, it definitely looked like there was something back there. But uh, if Martin Perez is your biggest worry, I got to tell you that there's a lot of other things you should probably be worrying about first because uh, Martin Perez is – bet he will not see much more action in the series um probably not also we haven't talked about the fact that matt barnes again left off the alcs roster he gets replaced by Salamora. <laughs> austin davis was the other switch he go, he comes out for uh darwin's and hernandez but I mean, what what is going on with barnes i mean is it i think it's just it's got to be a confidence thing at this point this just it doesn't sound like there's any confidence anywhere barnes probably isn't confident which if you're not confident in yourself, I don't know how your manager can be as well. I wonder if it's a situation where he even, um, I mean, he ended up pitching that, uh, it was the ninth inning game two against the Rays where they ended up, you know, blowing them out. 
And even then he was having some difficulty. He was walking guys. I mean, that is a low pressure situation. They were, it's as low pressure as um, it can get in the postseason. It was what an eight or nine run deficit or advantage for the Red Sox. And he, he's throwing the ball everywhere. So I, I even wonder if he went up to core and he was just kind of like, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on. This is something that, you know, we can figure out in the off season, perfect it. You know, I'll be good to go for opening day, but right now, like, I'd rather have someone who knows that they can get the ball over the plate. And I know Sal Moore has been struggling too, but, you know, maybe that's just kind of the case. I, I don't really know. I don't know. He was just so good for that first half of the season. It sucks to see that he kind of fell off, um, especially when they gave him an extension. Like you hope it's just a second half. He's got the yips or something and then figure something out over the off season and he's back to, to the way he was. But yeah, no, definitely puzzling to see him out for two straight series when he was not too long ago, the best closer in baseball, you could argue. Uh, well, I mean, that that contract extension coincides just about perfectly um, when he started struggling, which sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just a mental thing. It's where it's like, all right, like people know who I am. I'm an all-star. I just got paid like a good, decent amount. Um, geez, why does my thing keep muting myself? Uh, I don't really know um, what the whole deal is with him. It sucks. Um, we'll have to see because we got him for two more years. It's not like, you know, this happened and now it's like, all right, we'll just let him walk in the offseason and, you know, let Whitlock be our, our closer next year. It's unfortunately not the case. So, game two, not nervous. Again, we lost game one against the Rays. We lost game one in the 2018 ALCS to the Astros at home. And so game two, the Red Sox came out. I mean, slugging. Throttled. I, I don't know who pissed the them Astros off. The Astros for like three innings. Carlos Correa just pissed them off. Really pissed them off. Pisses me off, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a thousand percent. So, I mean, you guys know what happened. JD hits that grand slam, first inning. Raphael Devers, grand slam, second inning. First time in MLB history, a team hits two grand slams in a game, let alone within two innings, which is wild. And you go up 8 nothing, uh within the first two innings. I was even wondering if Cora might take Avaldi out after, like, two innings. Awesome. You know, I was, th- I was talking to somebody about that, and I was thinking, like, you know, of course you want Avaldi saved. You want his arm as fresh as possible. But where you have Erod and Pavetta going in for game four, three and four, presumably, you kind of want to save the bullpen. So I was glad that they left Evaldi in for a little longer. He got banged up at some point, but I would have much rather had Evaldi take those three innings rather than you burn through two or three bullpen arms and then they're not as fresh to go if Evaldi, or not Evaldi, Erod or Pavetta can only go two or three in the next two games. Well, no, that's a great plan. I mean, I think you also want Avaldi just to get his normal work in because uh, you don't want him to, you know, it's kind of weird if you bring him in for two innings, he's pitching fine, um, kind of throws him out of his routine a little bit. But and he, he ended up doing well. Um, you're right. He started to get banged up a little bit there at the end. Um, the bullpen was doing fine until they brought Darwin's in in the ninth. Two straight, or not two straight, but he gives up two home runs in the ninth inning. Brazier slams the door. You know, they're up a decent amount, but 
you know, Darwin's and the other guy who you're kind of like, all right, um, you were in this bullpen the whole year. Uh, now you've been left off of it. So, like, what are we doing here? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, I mean, not too many other notable things, although – I mean, uh, I mean, game two. Well, well, Kike had so a home run. Well, I was just gonna say, Kike hit his uh, Red Sox series or all-time tying home run in that game, make it five to five or tie it up with five. Um, and another two-hit performance for him. The lineup actually just dropped for game three, which is happening tonight in Boston. We're gonna make our predictions in just a minute. So. Um, much of the same this afternoon or tonight. And I will say Kyle Schwarber is leading off again, which I like, especially with Kike Clausen. I was just excited about that. I think he's a uh, he's an on-base kind of guy. Hell yeah. I need somebody ahead of Kike. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you got Schwarber leading off, Kike hitting second, Devers third, Bogart's fourth. Pretty standard top. Then you got Verdugo hitting five, and Martinez sliding down to the sixth spot. And I kind of like that. You break up the righties a little bit. Renfro hitting seventh. And then you got Vasquez, Arroyo, eight and nine. I don't think we're going to see any starts from Bobby D this series. Um, you know, even against the lefties, he's kind of been struggling. And you cannot leave Schwarber out of the lineup. And you can't, uh, you know, mortgage that defense in center field that Kike is providing by moving him to second to slide Arroyo out. And we've talked so many times about how when you move one guy, everybody else has to move around. Uh, but this lineup right here is just about as good as it gets. In fact, I think this is like the perfect lineup because Verdugo has been hot too. I kind of like him in the middle of the lineup. Mm -hmm. um, been getting on base a lot. So, um, yeah, I especially I especially like him in front of JD and Renfro because they're both guys that will put it off the wall at any given at bat. And I think if you have Verdugo in front of them, you know he knocks one up the middle. He's not gonna he's not gonna do anything spectacular. But he's going to get on base for you. And then you have those two power bats behind him to drive him in. So yeah, I, uh, I like where Cora put him. No, I love that. And I mean, in terms of postseason managers, <laughs> not even unbiased or not even biasedly, Alex Cora is one of the best of them. Just the way that he manages his team. Um, he takes risks. Put, he, pl he just plugs the guys in the right, right, uh, in the right places, which uh, when John Farrell was the manager was uh, something that we often saw him not do at all. In fact, if you remember, um, who was it? Who? Oh, it was Eduardo Nunez. I think it was game one of the ALDS 2017. Um, he was like really banged up and people thought he was going to get left off the roster. And I think he was hitting leadoff and he ended up trying to beat out a grounded or first and he like messed up his hamstring really bad, ended up having to be removed from the roster. So they put Chris Young on and the next day, Chris Young's hitting cleanup. It's like, this guy wasn't even like good enough a day ago to be on our roster. And now you're saying he's good enough to be the, our cleanup hitter. Like you got no one else. Makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. So core is just, I think a lot better with this lineup construction. I mean, Farrell was always trying to slide Mookie down to hit cleanup. I hated when he did that. He um, also, um, right before Mookie broke out, <clears throat> he had this thing that he never wanted Mookie to swing on the first pitch and then <clears throat> they gave him the green light and he won MVP. So uh <clears throat> gonna say that one worked out pretty well. 
That uh, confirmed good. Mookie Betts, one of the best fastball hitters in the bigs. I can't believe that that was even something we had to talk about. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, again, you guys, everybody knows what happened in the games. Don't need to run down uh, exactly um, what what happened. But, yeah, those are the first two games. Just score six. Just that's score the, six. That's the motto of this yeah. series. Just yeah. score six. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit more than uh, the regular season. Um, cause obviously you get, you need a little bit more help. Um, so we're back in Boston tonight and I, Clausen. I say six cause the Astros have scored five runs in each game. That that's a great point. That's a great point. I see no problem with that. I will say this. If the Red Sox lose tonight, there's no pointing fingers towards us. We tried to get some people's attention to get us to Fenway. No such luck. Again, we tried, folks. You you hope the Red Sox win tonight. I'm pretty confident, but uh, there will be no Gone Bridge ma- Magic at Fenway in the ALCS. I'm, I'm putting that out there right now. So, got very three, unfortunate. Three guaranteed games at Fenway this series. There will be no Gone Bridge Magic. Um, so let's get a prediction here. Um, actually, you want to? We'll start with Steve's. I think Steve goes last because he's getting the full thing. All right. That's that's fair. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. So we'll do our prediction for the three games at Fenway because then we will be – we'll do another episode after that finishes up on Wednesday night. Uh, and then let's also do a score prediction for game three, which uh, has Eduardo Rodriguez, first start of the ALCS, facing off against Jose – I it's it's impossible for me to pick against the Sox at Fenway. I I feel I feel the exact same way because you have to figure that whatever Evaldi lacks or not Evaldi, Erod lacks on the mound, the crowd's going to pick it up, and then you have Nick Pavetta who inject that man into my veins. He was the most fired up I've ever seen him. He's going game four, and then. You have Chris Sale on the mound, uh, presumably game five in the clincher. I don't, I don't think Chris Sale in a game five is losing, especially at Fenway. If Fenway gets the chip, if Fenway gets the taste to clinch the series, I, I don't think the place is going to be standing for the World Series. Well, Chris Sale still hasn't made it a start at home. I mean, people have talked about how bad he's been. I mean, he's not been good against that last start against the Nationals, the start against the Rays. And the yeah, that first start against the Astros. Um, all three of those were on the road, and I, I think that I'm obviously not making that as an excuse. Something's definitely up with him. I mean, he wasn't throwing a changeup; he's essentially a two pitch pitcher right now, fastball slider, and uh, that fastball is not where it used to be. So, I mean, he's again, he's not what he was. Um, but I think it's silly to discount that Chris Sale wouldn't be better at home because. Uh, Corey even said against the Rays, if the Red Sox went into that ninth inning winning, Chris Sale was was going out there to close it out. And I just feel like yeah. there's a different type of energy at home with him. I mean, we saw him pitch. I we, Actually, we both saw him pitch twice this year at home. And he was um, electric. He was electric. I mean, the place just like – it's a different vibe when Chris Sale pitches. People just show up. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, with that – And speak – Speaking of showing up real quick, before you give your prediction, did you see that stupid Evan Drellick take 
on Twitter oh. today. So he was talking about how. Uh, wait, oh wait, I think I'm talking about. He was talking about how going to the grocery store is better than ordering them online. Yeah, that was the That's exact. Thing. Yeah, I know. But is there even a service that like, because I mean, going to the grocery store, like, again, I, I'd prefer not to get out of bed, but I can't think of a service that would let me like, like, just do it for me. Is that a thing? I mean, I more just want to go back to say that, like, if you're going to make a take like that, you have to be, I, I don't even know why you would make a take like that. It's clearly so much easier to order your groceries than to go all the way to the grocery store, pick everything out, and then drive all the way back home. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's a terrible take. The only thing I can think of is is our good friends at Instacart. And if you don't oh, know. Oh, I didn't even think of them. Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient you need to make your famous dish while watching the socks. Order it through Instacart. With delivery straight to your door and as fast as an hour, Shop multiple stores, see details in your area that will help you save money, and every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure that everything gets to you in one piece. And people, if you haven't started your summer celebration, I hate to tell you, it's probably too late, but I can't tell you what to do. So if you still want to start your summer celebration, start it now. Your first order through Instacart, over $35, will be free delivery if you use the Link in our show notes. Instacart. Never set foot in a grocery store again. Woo! I just put out a tweet. At Evan Drellick prefers to go to the grocery store rather than using Instacart. Dot, dot, dot. Sad. I think that sums it up perfectly. I do want to quickly talk about what he did say, though, because it was ridiculous. And for a, a reporter of his stature, the amount of research he put into this take must have been probably 15 seconds. We'll keep it quick so we can go into our predictions. But basically, he was just saying how, uh, like, Astros fan. There were, like, substantially more Astros fans at Minute Maid Park this year compared to Fenway and how, like, um, even though Red Sox fans show up at the right time, they don't always show up. And it's like, dude, the Red Sox didn't allow full capacity until, was it, May 29th? Basically didn't allow anybody in the stadium all of April. Uh, that was not the case in Houston. After the first like two weekends, it was like full capacity. Also, Houston's bigger than Fenway. Fenway is one of the smallest stadiums uh, in the league. And yeah, just a, just a stupid take. So he was talking about how like um, Houston fans have to be told when to make noise, but Red Sox fans don't. And it's just like I don't know. It was stupid. He got roasted on Twitter, rightfully so. Man of bad takes. He accused the Red Sox of cheating, and. I'm not a huge fan of him. That's all I'll say. As we shouldn't be. Um, anyway, so Clawson, what's your uh, what do you got out of three games at Fenway? Three out of three. Sox win tonight, six five. We go evolve, we go Erod for three three innings. Hauk for three. Turn it over to the bullpen, shut him down. We're good to go. Six five. Not a walk off. Six five tonight, no walk off. Um, I'm going to go, I'm trying to like think of numbers in my head and then see what clicks in my subconscious. Um, I'm going to go 
What's 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 clicking with me? I, I think I'm gonna go four. The Red Sox are gonna score four runs today. The Astros are only gonna score two runs against Erod. Against E Eduardo Rodriguez. E wow. E is in the the vowel E. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Sox win four to two tonight, and they take two out of three at Fenway, losing game five. Kind of a hot take, maybe, but I think the series might. So be they lose take. the sale start. Yeah, although is sale going to start tomorrow? Going back to is sale going to start tomorrow? They still haven't announced the starter because I assume it's Pavetta. Uh, maybe. I mean, Sale only pitched 60 some on pitches, so we'll see. Um, Steve Brady said, Tell the people I have rally cups, it's important, so that's big, that's really big. Um, also, if you can't eat peanut butter, just remember to get your celery socks <laughs> because those that's the alternative. Uh, he said, We're taking two out of three at home. Tonight's game is going to be eight to four. Socks. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So it's going to be big. I cannot believe the fact that we're three wins away from the World Series. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And uh, I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling pretty confident. This team's fired up. What's the song they've been playing? That uh, dancing on dancing on my own. Dancing on my own. Yeah. So that was what Kevin Ploiecki's like song last year and he the, the whole team has just like adopted that as their song i think so i mean it's kind of a fire song if you haven't I mean, listened to it i mean kind of an understatement it's absolute heat just, i i just fits so well i saw a story where arroyo you know how last year they had uh, they were like in the uh, like the the box seats and that was like their locker room to spread people out and arroyo got matched up with ploecki and Ploiecki would play that song, like, apparently every day in the clubhouse. And he was like, Kevin, why do you play this every day? And he's like, because this song, like, fucking slaps. I mean, it does. So it's been their good luck charm. They've popped bottles to it twice already. Um, and, the, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the business as well, just being fire. And I think they're by the same artist. I think yeah, yes, I think no. it's a uh, it's a feature or it's like a remix. By, yeah, TSA. something like that. I don't that's know. A, that's a free ad. Steve said no free ads today, but they get a free ad. He said not that many. <laughs> I feel like he he deserves a free ad though. Oh, a thousand percent. Do you remember in 2018 when that guy made the uh, the remix to Nonstop, the Red what, Sox what? remix? He was like, let me see if I can find this. It was pretty catchy, and they played it like on the team plane. Let's see if I can play this. Ah, uh, here we go. Remember this? Wait, yeah, no, I do remember it. That's a fire line. Look like MJ with my Benetton catch. I do remember that now. Yeah, now. so um, maybe that's another one of those moments. Maybe that guy, what's his name? Uh... Money Mav. Money Mav. Red Sox win the World Series. We need another uh, 2021 Red Sox song. Because that, that that was straight fire. Um, so, anyways, you got, you got any notes for us, Clausen? Um, I got two. Okay. <laughs> it's 
clear the throat here. Um, blackberries, wildly underrated as a fruit. Order them through Instacart. Okay, good to know. Um, and we never made any Kevin Debt jokes. We oh, you're right. You're how do we not? How do we go through four games and not say the words Kevin Debt? That is a great point. Uh, that's I don't know. I don't know. Embarrassing, honestly. That's like the 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 root of all Gombridge jokes was the Kevin Debt joke that That broke the awkwardness of the show. Crazy. How did we not do that? I don't know. I don't know how we missed that. Kevin Debt. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It was a good one. Um, all right. Two good notes. I actually have one thing kind of to add. Okay. Um, I got recognized for the first time, which was hell cool. yeah. That was pretty sweet. I was walking down the street, and some guy was in the back of a pickup truck driving by. I had no idea who he was. No idea who was driving it. He's sitting in the bed of the truck. He like sees me. He like turns around, stands up. He's like, "Gone bridge." I was like, "What the hell?" So that was cool. Um, and yeah, we got we got some questions actually. Do we? If we got two from Matt, questions from Matt. Hell yeah. Uh, he said, "What's your favorite non-World Series Sox team?" That's a good question. Non-World Series Sox team. Probably. That's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. Um, I'm gonna say 2000. I have two. 2017. I liked that team was like the JD piece away from winning the World Series because you didn't yeah. have Ortiz or JD that year. Um, that team was fun. Hanley was good that year. That was the year they released Pablo, so that was funny. Chris that was, was a really good year. year. Uh. I mean, that was a good year. They just kind of fizzled out in the playoffs. Uh, and then we're going to throw it back to one of my first seasons, like actually really getting into baseball, um, 2009. I was going to mention 2009. 2009 was a fun team. Jason Bay, as a kid, first time Love I ever him. cried about the Red Sox was when Jason Bay left the team. Fun fact. Yeah, he was the best. Uh, who else was on that team? That was Veritech. Veritech and Wakefield were still on the team then. Um, Petey was gross that year, too. Yeah, that was the year after he won MVP. That so it he was won, 2009 won. when he won it. No, I think it was 08. Yeah, Petey went rookie. Of the, I thought he went rookie of the year MVP 7-8. Uh, he did go 2008. Okay, but still. You're right. And 2008 was a great team, too. They made the ALCS. They were one game away. This doesn't get talked about enough. They were one game away from making the World Series in back-to-back years until David Price shut them down. Yeah, Petey was disgusting in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, 326, 213 hits, 17 homers, 83 RBI. It's pretty good. Pretty good. That'll get you an MVP. I'll get you an MVP. That will. Um, So, yeah, you got any other teams? Um, I would say the one that I was probably one of the more excited ones for was 2014, coming off the World yeah. Series. You know, you're bringing Hanley, you're bringing Pablo, and then they sucked. So I'm going to say that's probably one of my favorite and least favorite teams at the same time because I was so excited, but just nothing. Yeah, that team I had high hopes for too. In fact, I remember watching that first game. It was against the Baltimore Orioles. 
I think they lost two to one. And I was like, all right, we just got to find our offense. And uh, not much was found that year. In fact, they traded like, I think 16 players at the trade deadline, including their entire starting rotation. Um, so yeah, that was that. Uh, Matt gave us one other question. He said, what's the best vacation you've ever taken? I feel like we um, answered that at some point. I feel like we definitely did. I mean, I went to Ireland a couple of years ago. That was a fun trip. Love it in there. Oh, he said, what, what's the longest flight you've taken? That was what ah. he answered. Um, best vacation I've ever taken? Maybe going out west this summer was cool. When I was recording Gone Bridge in the Trees of Wyoming and Utah. That was fun. That was pretty cool. And Aruba's Aruba's cool too. Both nice places. Aruba's awesome because although obviously not in the United States, huge Red Sox fans down there. Huge Red Sox fans. Obviously, because Xander's Xander's like the the country's celebrity. Um, they've got like plaques for him everywhere. I mean, Red Sox you can find Red Sox games on anywhere. Um, Sox Nation just runs deep. It really does. I mean, there's Sox fans everywhere. It's crazy. You know, you hear about people go to like the Dominican Republic and Aruba. Yeah. There's just Sox fans everywhere. Yeah. Go to Australia and people don't know Manny Ramirez though. (laughs) Wow. I forgot about that. That was wild. That that just came to mind. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Australia is actually banned from wearing all Red Sox, Red Sox hats. If you live there, I'm just not allowed to. Yeah, pretty much. All righty. And Alex Cora impact player of the first two games. Do we have one? Kike. I was we we neglected it last week. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like we gotta go double down on this and just both say Kike. I think we have to. He's just that good, folks. I will say honorable mention to JD Martinez for hitting like two of the clutches home runs so far in the postseason. Give the three-run shot against the Rays in game two to tie it up. Or no, to give him the lead. And then he had the grand slam yesterday, which was huge. Um, so he's been big too. And yeah. So you got anything, uh, anything you saw this week that you thought was fun in baseball? I don't know. I mean, seeing JD and Rafi just nuking home runs, nuking grand slams was pretty fun. That's, that was good stuff. I would say I got, uh, I would just say the Braves beating up on the Dodgers, taking a 2-0 lead. I love That's, to see that. That was awesome. And if the Red Sox went, uh, make the World Series, I'm pushing so hard for the Braves to get in there too. Not only because I don't want to see another Red Sox-Dodgers World Series, although having Mookie back at Fenway in the World Series would be kind of interesting. Not going to lie. Don't want to speak that into existence because we still got you know work to do. Houston Astros are a tough team. Um, but if the Red Sox end up playing the Braves in the World Series, they get home field advantage which is awesome. Um, so we'll and, see yeah. what happens there. Although, I mean, the Dodgers, I could easily see ripping off four out of five. So Braves doing it without Acuna too. Yeah, no Acuna, no Ozuna, obviously. Uh, and who else is out? Um, Freed? No, is Freed? Freed's still in. Oh, Soroka. He hasn't pitched all year. Soroka's out. Yeah. Um, Soroka, and I feel like they're missing one or two other guys. Maybe not. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Also, I don't know the whole Freddie Freeman and his kid thing that I've been seeing everywhere. Cute as hell. Just love it. It's so cool. Um, 
And then also big news. If you listen to our Lars uh, Anderson episode, you kind of like would would know he talked a lot about the minor league conditions and yeah that that sucked. MLB or minor league baseball next year. Finally, I can't believe this is news in the year of 20. It'll be 2022. But finally, providing minor leaguers with housing, which is just fantastic. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, those guys make a wage Nothing. that is below minimum wage. I honestly don't know how they get paid so little when, I mean, Lars talked about it, the difference between the hotels you stay at, you know, taking planes to places, you know, the Red Sox, when they flew to London, flew on a plane that was, what was it, a half million dollar flight? Um, and then you got these guys taking old buses from from Worcester to to Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, what have it. So good to see. It's a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. Close good up stuff. the ninth. <clears throat> Go Sox. Sox. Keep eating the cups. Go Sox. Keep eating the cups. Keep eating the stocks. Uh, hopefully Steve will be with us next time. I think he just texted us that uh, – yeah, he um, he got his foot stuck in a heater, so that that's the it's the new story. He's real. Uh, he's real. <laughs> he's real down bad, folks. Yeah, no, nah, he's he's doing okay. Um, <laughs> he he just is not. Yeah, he he's he's okay. Although, can we uh, let's get some some pray for Steve. Pray for Steve hashtag. Yeah, tw- tweet at us yeah, if you're pray for if Steve. You're praying for Steve. Pray for Steve. Send it. Send us a DM or something. Maybe we'll have him read them. Yeah, pray for Steve. Um, anyways, go Sox. Three big games in Boston. This is this this could be it either way. Let's take advantage. Hope you enjoyed the first ever Gardner and Clawson exclusive episode. Pray for Steve. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to download our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will be back either on Thursday or Friday with episode 58. See ya. See ya.